Like most people, you struggle with noticing negative things about your spouse's family. And even though you don't want to, you find it's easier to focus on than you desire. But it's not productive for your marriage. Today's episode is all about learning to see the positive in your spouse's family. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Renew You podcast. I'm Quinn Kelly. In this episode, you'll get my insights as a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we will work together to navigate through life's stresses and struggles in a real and practical way, providing you with a mix of Jesus and therapy in every episode. It's time to renew you. Hey friend, this is Quinn, and you are listening to the Renew You podcast on the Access More Network, and we are in the month of marriage, and today we are discussing something that I consider a secretive and hidden habit that's very common but very destructive in our marriages. It weakens it, but it's even secretive to us. We don't even necessarily know we're doing it intentionally or even unintentionally. It's happening behind the scenes and it's destroying something good. And that habit is talking badly, finding the negative in our in-laws. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's something that is common and very normally excused by people. They kind of think it's funny, we make light of, we make jokes about the annoying traits that our in-laws have. However, our spouse, slowly but surely, through time after time of hearing these things, can feel worn down by it, even if they find their own parents annoying or their own family frustrating. It's not our job to look for the negative and point it out to them. If they are struggling on their own, we should be there to support them and set healthy boundaries. But it is definitely not our job to take a family that is connected, including our spouse and their parents, and create a wedge by us seeing things that we don't like, that aren't like our family of origin, and making it obvious enough to our spouse that they begin to feel negativity toward their own family. Or even more than that, that they begin to feel that we are disapproving of them wanting to be with their family. And so therefore they feel like maybe I shouldn't hang out with them as much. Or they feel tension that if they do hang out, we are going to have something to say about it. The Bible talks about love keeps no record of wrongs. The Bible also talks a lot about not stirring up division and being divisive. And I think one thing we can blow off very easily within this relationship with in-laws and us and then our spouse is kind of blow off, what does my annoyance really do? I mean, they're your parents, of course, we have to deal with them. But we don't realize that it really does begin to sow something that is not good between our spouse. It does cause division. It does cause hurt. It does cause animosity. And it's something I see often in therapy where people are talking about each other's family and you can see that one spouse just feels that disapproval of time with their own family. Sometimes, of course, it's serious in nature and there's a reason that a boundary needs to be there. And for a moment, I do want to highlight, 
if your in-laws are people that are not respecting your boundaries with kids and putting your kids in danger, clearly there needs to be a strong boundary. Or if your in-laws have unhealthy habits that when you're around them, you feel uncomfortable and that your values are compromised, then of course there does need to be a boundary. Or if your in-laws are trying to stir up trouble and dissension in your own marriage, they talk about you all to each other. They get in the middle of your disagreements and make it where you are fighting with your spouse. Then there does need to be a boundary. But there is a difference between particularly unhealthy or toxic behavior that is very destructive and small annoyances that we may feel. An annoyance is something that gets on your nerves, but it doesn't really cause any real damage. You may not like the way your mother-in-law corrects you. You may not like how your father-in-law has the TV very loud or his phone very loud when he comes to visit. You may wish they were more involved with your kids or less involved. Maybe they tell you how to parent and that gets on your nerves. But at the end of the day, you know they love your kids and they love you. This falls more into the category of annoyance versus true issue that requires a boundary. But sometimes we get such in the habit of finding the negativity, things that really are just annoyances, we make into a mountain. The mountain out of a molehill statement, that's what we do. We begin to focus on it so much, we just make it a huge deal. And instead of seeing the good they offer, we just see the negative and our spouse picks up on it. And here's the deal. God desires families to be connected. I want you connected to your family as long as it's healthy. And I want your spouse connected to their family. And ideally, we want to support our spouse being connected to their family because this is hurtful to only hear negative things about your family from your spouse. I want you to take a moment to ponder and think, are you one that knows you find things that just rub you the wrong way often, but it really falls more into the annoyance category? If it's an annoyance, it's a really great time to say, I need to begin to really, really let that go and not have to bring that up to my spouse every single time. I believe God really honors our heart when we are seeking to focus on the good in the scriptural example that I go to in scripture that I love the example of a daughter-in-law to her in-law is Ruth and Naomi. In the book of Ruth, in the Old Testament, there is a time where Naomi loses her sons and she basically goes to her daughter-in-laws and says, you guys can leave me. I have nothing left for you. You can see she's bitter and hurt, and it's time for her to leave the land she is living in. And her daughter-in-law has the sweetest response of loyalty and love. And I believe it is one that God desires us to have in our own relationships. And I want to read you her response. So Naomi says, look, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. And Ruth replies, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. 
When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Now, this beautiful story is not one that's realistic for every scenario. Although I will not lie, one of my favorite things to hear is when daughter-in-laws tell me that they are so close to their mother-in-law and they love them as much as their own mother or sometimes more even have a closer relationship. This is inspiring to me because I want people to believe that it is possible to have a close relationship with your mother-in-law or your father-in-law. We may not have the loyalty that Ruth has, but we do want to have the love that Ruth has toward our in-laws. And so as we move forward in this episode, I want to discuss three very practical steps that you can apply to really begin to see the positive toward your in-laws. And one last time, I want to highlight why this is so important. Little things cause damage to a marriage. Often it's not one big thing. And often what happens is we negate the small things we're doing and we say, it's not that big of a deal, but it does cause hurt. And I do believe this is one of those very common things that causes unnecessary hurt for no good reason. So it is worth taking time to focus on finding the positive toward your in-laws for your marriage. If you are searching for the perfect way to inspire and empower the young girl in your life, look no further than the NIV Kingdom Girls Bible from Zondervan Publishing. With over 400 engaging features, colorful illustrations, and helpful notes, this is perfect for girls ages 8 to 12 as they learn about the strong and faithful women who came before them. This Bible brings the stories of women to life and shows how their faith and strength can still inspire girls today. To order or check out a sample, go to NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com. NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com. This Bible has a lovely design and easy-to-read text. Most importantly, it is a great resource for girls as they grow in faith and learn about women who have impacted the world. Don't miss out on this opportunity to nurture her spirit and illuminate her path. Find out more, including how to order and see a sample at NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com. Every girl deserves a faith-filled adventure. The link is also in today's show notes. Step one is to actively sit down and really think about all the good that you see in your spouse's family. And you may think, well, that's the issue. I don't see any good. But I can already tell you one good thing that came from your spouse's family. And that is your spouse. (laughs) They must have done something right because you married your spouse. So I want you to really dive deep and think about what are things that are positive that your spouse's family has to offer. What's the good you do see? Maybe they don't offer good to you that's easy to see. But what good do they offer to the world? What good do they offer to your spouse? What good do they offer to your children? Focus on it and write it and ponder it and think about it. If you only have one good thing to say, you're not thinking hard enough. We should be able to come up with a list of things that are really good about our spouse's family, even if they're not the same things 
that we would want to be good. And that's the caveat that I want to say. Often we are disappointed because they don't meet the needs that we want them to meet. However, they offer something different that is good. And so we want to be able to say the good. The second part of this that is healing for your marriage, and that is what this episode is all about, why this is good for your marriage, is to go to your spouse and tell your spouse all the good that you can see in their family. This is healing for you and them. Because if you spend a lot of time pointing out all the things that you find annoying and frustrating and not like your own family, they probably feel pretty negative about you toward their family. And so we want to feel positive sentiment that you can state and express the good that you see in their family. So stop and do this right now, wherever you are. See if you can quickly come up with three things you love about your spouse's family. And then let them know about that sooner rather than later. Step two, what have they done that's offended you? What have they done that's annoyed you? Get to the root of it. And I'm going to be real. You have got to go to God and you have got to forgive. And here's how. You see whatever it is they've done towards you as intentional against you. And that makes us want to be very angry and annoyed at them. Maybe they corrected you. Maybe they didn't show up when you needed it. Maybe they're too controlling. Or maybe they're not involved at all. Whatever it is, sit down and get to the root of it. And work through some of your insecurity. And sit and remind yourself they don't have to meet all your needs, and they probably won't. That's the realistic thing. If they're annoying you, they're likely not doing something that you are expecting of them. Or here's another way to say it. If they're annoying you, they're likely disappointing you. And here's the solution. Do you have an expectation of them that you haven't communicated? Maybe you have communicated and they just don't meet it. And in that regard, it's a hard one, but you have to let it go and remind yourself that's not who they are to you and they're not going to be able to be that person to you. However, maybe you haven't expressed it. Maybe you're frustrated because they don't help. Maybe you're frustrated because they do offer too much help. Whatever it is, have you communicated that with them? Often it can feel sticky and messy to go to your in-laws and express why you're frustrated or disappointed. So have your spouse do it. But maybe there is resolution. Maybe there is something that could be said that would create a sense of peace between you and them that would allow your spouse to feel that you feel more peaceful, which again is good for the marriage. One of the best things we can do to heal and not be annoyed and not try and prevent our spouse from being close to their family is to figure out why we're annoyed, get to the root of it, and see, can I heal this? Is there an actionable step I can take to make this better? I was talking with a friend the other day, and she just feels like her in-laws are not involved. They don't care. They don't come visit. And my response to that was, I'm sorry you feel that way because it hurts. Have you invited them to come visit you? Have you said, we would love to see you. We want you to be a part of our lives. Can you come to this? Or can you come to that? And give them an opportunity to be present and to meet the need that they aren't meeting. 
Like I said, sometimes this will be very effective. Sometimes this may not be, but you don't know unless you express it. The third tip to building a positive mindset towards your in-laws to help kind of get rid of this negativity is ask your spouse, tell me about what you get from your relationship with your parents. Why is it comforting to you? What do you enjoy about it? How does it offer goodness and value to your life? They may laugh and go, (laughs) because they're my parents. (laughs) But there may be more to it that you're overlooking. I hate to use the word selfishness, but sometimes our selfishness at our own feelings and our own hurt makes our spouse feel like they shouldn't have something in their life that's good for them. And that is not right. We have to go, if this is something that's good for them, then I need to support that. And I need to do things that don't set me up to feel disappointed, frustrated, hurt. But I also don't need to do things to prevent them from getting something that offers value. When we seek to understand why they feel close to their family, what they love about them, why they enjoy being with them, then we can find so much more compassion for softening ourselves to a situation. I will say, if you are triggered and your spouse enjoys them and you don't, then find ways to drop in and out where your spouse can enjoy them, but you don't have to be there for long periods of time. If you find that you're just annoyed and want to be negative, then leave. (laughs) Lovingly leave and let your spouse enjoy themselves. Don't be upset if they're on the phone or texting and going, ah, you're always with your family. Look at them and say, I'm glad you love your family. What a great thing to model to our children. Once again, considering we reap what we sow, if we sow this division, if we sow cutoff, if we sow animosity towards relatives, we're asking to reap that later on. And we want to reap a harvest of good. As our children grow, we want to be close to our children's spouses. And that happens by modeling good relationships and finding and seeking out the good. Your in-laws have something good to offer you if you look hard enough for it. And when you look for it, it will help your marriage. Being the person standing in the way of your spouse being close to their parents is not a role that I want you to have. It doesn't lend itself to healthy relationships if the spouse's family is healthy and you just find their traits annoying. Like I said, there are circumstances that may be particularly unhealthy and go to therapy and seek out a therapist that you can work with on knowing how to navigate difficult situations. But if they are healthy, they're just not your cup of tea then seek to find the good because there is good, starting with they created the person you love more than anything. And as you let your spouse know that, your marriage will also see a boost. As we close out today, I just want to thank you for listening and remind you that there is never a time or a moment that God is not ready and waiting to renew you, including your outlook toward your in-laws.